Hello, I'm Daniel. I'm a meditation teacher in Kansas City, and this is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. The teachings in this podcast are free of charge, but of course, if you feel compelled to make a donation, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Hello, I am going to read to you a quote from the 37 Practices of a Bodhisattva, and then I'm going to comment on that quote. And this is the section called Spiritual Friends, and it is verse 6. Verse 6. So, here we go. And this, the 37 Practices of a Bodhisattva are just... um, a list of 37 things we can do to, or we can reflect on at least to help with our personal growth journey. That's what it's about. Okay. So here it is. When relying on the sacred spiritual friend, our faults become exhausted and our good qualities increase like the waxing moon. It is the practice of bodhisattvas to value such a sacred spiritual friend as more precious than their own body. And again, that's the 37 practices of a bodhisattva verse six. So, what is a spiritual friend? That's the first question for us to address. What is a spiritual friend? In this context, it's someone with the good qualities that we want to embody ourselves. We have this ability to choose who we spend time with. The truth is that if you're spending time with people who are trying to be wise and virtuous in their own lives then it's a little bit harder for you to be a jerk. When we spend time with people that are trying to grow and are encouraging us to grow, that's a great value. And the flip side is, if we're spending time with people that are rude or mean, those qualities will grow in us. It's going to be difficult for us to cultivate virtue and wisdom if we spend a whole lot of time with people who are jerks, right? And I... Maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't call people jerks, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you spend a lot of time with someone who's not trying to grow, not trying to cultivate virtue, not trying to cultivate wisdom, it's going to be harder for you to grow those things in yourself. Nagarjuna said, though relying through, sorry, through relying on a spiritual friend, pure conduct will be completely perfected. I'm going to read that again. Through relying on a spiritual friend, pure conduct will be completely perfected. So he's saying, this is really important, right? There's a story from the Buddha's life that I want to share with you. The Buddha's assistant, Ananda, who Ananda was also the Buddha's cousin and his best friend, okay? He went up to him one day and said, you know, I'm beginning to think that half of the path is just spending time with spiritual friends, the community, And the Buddha said, no, Ananda, it's the whole path. Community is the whole path. I love that story because it gets at what really matters. Being on this growth journey alone is incredibly difficult. It's so easy to get off track without friends. In the same way, people seem to have an easier time getting to the gym and working out when they have a buddy. And in the same way, support groups really help people that are battling addiction, right? It's the same thing behind it. We don't need to do this alone. But sometimes we think we need to, but we don't. 
The spiritual community can be like a support group, or even just one friend who's trying to grow like you can be a great help. I, in my own story, I wanted to practice without that community aspect. I wanted to leave that aside. I am, by nature, more than a little introverted. Social gatherings are not my favorite thing, and meeting new people is really not my favorite thing. It takes me a long time to get comfortable with other people, and I'm telling you that because I'm certain that many of you struggle with that. I know many, many people struggle with that, just like I do. So, I tried to practice Buddhism without a community for a long time, and I really regret that. That's not to say those years were wasted, but... I could have had so many more opportunities for learning, practice, and encouragement if I had just been willing to utilize what was around me. But I was too busy thinking that I didn't need the support of a community because I didn't really want to meet people. That seems so silly now, but I know plenty of people think that way. I know there are a lot of people hearing this that think exactly that, that don't want to join a community or visit a community even. There are a lot of people interested in these kinds of teachings that do not take that crucial step of engaging practice in a community. But now, I tend to think that what the Buddha said to Ananda is correct. It is the whole path. What I recommend is finding a Buddhist community where you live. That being said, that's not possible for everyone. If there's not one within an hour of where you live, there are other possibilities. Plenty of people in this world are looking to improve themselves. There are countless bodhisattvas all around, and we just have to seek them out. So I think volunteering at a charity is another way you can meet people that may have the same goals as you, as long as it's a really good charity. That's a good way to meet virtuous people a lot of the time. The people we spend time with can water the seeds of good qualities in us. And there's another meaning to spiritual friend in this context. I just didn't, um, I wasn't as interested in addressing it, but it can also mean teacher. It's good to have a spiritual teacher. It's good to have someone that's been working at this stuff longer than you that can advise you and mentor you and maybe point out trouble spots. That can be really helpful too. But in my personal opinion, and opinions vary on this, I'm sure, having a community is significantly more important than having a teacher to look up to. Having a community is significantly more important than having a teacher to look up to. The truth is that we can all learn from each other. So that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.